Welcome to another episode in this fourth season of the Virtual Coffee Break podcast with the MSU Extension Dairy team. My name is Martin Mangual, and today we have another great discussion that could provide ideas to be more efficient in the way you manage your herd. Dairy educator Marianne Morosky interviews one of the new dairy team members, Dr. Victor Malacco. They will focus on cow longevity and how it impacts the productivity of your herd. They will also discuss ways to track and improve your operation on this aspect. Marianne, take it away. Welcome to the virtual coffee break with MSU Extension. My name is Marianne Morosky and I am the dairy educator in the thumb and I'm going to be hosting today's podcast. My guest is Dr. Victor Malaco. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. We're uh, so excited that you uh, agreed to join us for this podcast. Um, Victor, can you take a minute and introduce yourself? So like Marianne said, uh, my name is Victor Malaco. I am a dairy educator with Michigan State University Extension. I'm originally from Brazil and I'm veterinarian by training and got my master's and my PhD degrees focused on dairy cow nutrition. I went to Purdue University doing my PhD and there I did some research looking at amino acids nutrition for dairy cows mainly working with rumen protected lysine. During my postdoc also at Purdue University, I work with studies evaluating the biological response of cows supplemented with rumen protected amino acids, feeding strategies and nutritional models evaluations, and also with some studies with the development and evaluation of rumen sensors for their cows. As Marianne know, I'm pretty new to Michigan State University Extension. I just joined the team uh, last December. Well, not only are we excited to have you on the dairy team, but I am very uh, glad that you agreed to do this podcast with me. You know, you talked about your background and, and your PhD work and your postdoc work even at Purdue. You talked a lot about amino acids and dairy cow nutrition. Mm -hmm. And our topic today is, is different. Today's topic is we're going to talk about cow longevity in the dairy industry. And the reason we picked this topic is it's kind of been a hot topic over the last uh, couple of years, I would say. Um, there's been a lot of attention called to it. There's been an increase in research about it. There's even in, been a, uh, an international dairy cow longevity summit. So it's definitely gaining um, some, some attention. So that's one of the reasons why we chose this topic. But just to make sure we're all kind of starting off on the same page. Um, Victor, can you tell us what longevity means when we talk about it? I definitely agree with you that uh, longevity is a hot topic today. And I think we can define longevity as the length of the life of the cow, from the birth to the time when she's going to leave this herd, which is going to be determined by a calling decision or by the death of this animal. And it's technically not the same as uh, productive lifespan. Productive lifespan is the time between the first calving to the time when she's going to exit the herd because she's not productive anymore. And again, it's going to be determined by a calling decision or by the death of this animal. Yeah, we don't want to use those terms um, interchangeably, but they kind of are sometimes used interchangeably in the industries. I feel that it's important we're kind of all on the same page. Yeah, that's true. Victor, why do you think that there's been an increase in research in cow longevity in the in recent years. 
This is a good question, Marianne. And I would say that there are two main reasons for that, right? Uh, economic and public perception. When we raise a replacement heifer, we spend a lot of money. And some data from New York and Wisconsin in 2019, they showed that the cost was around $2,200. And I'm sure that now it's even more expensive. And what it means is that we're going to need to keep this cow longer in the herd because she will only produce sufficient milk to break even on the rearing costs by half of the second lactation. And if we look at the price of the replacement cow in the market, it's only about $1,400. So in most of the cases, it's not profitable to raise heifers for the market. And when I raise more heifers than I need, I'm somehow forced to call a cow to open up space for this heifer in the herd. We have historically raised more heifers at the farm because we did not have enough. But now with the improvement of the reproductive techniques and the management, we now need to deal with the oversupply of the replacement animals. And that's the point when we need to evaluate what to do and how to keep cows longer and deal with the higher number of the replacement animals, right? The other reason is the public perception regarding this animal welfare and the environmental footprint of the dairy products. Some think that a short productive life is a symptom of uh, reduced animal welfare, which is not always the true, right? And there are some interesting findings on, on the research that show that a uh, high proportion of the young animals at the farm, they're going to emit more methane and excrete more phosphorus in the environment per unit of milk than if you have a mature herd. So I believe that those uh, reasons are they kind of drive this interest in how to improve the longevity of the dairy cows and that's the reason why we are researching and talking more about it. I definitely agree. Um, I think it's the cost of raising heifers right now is kind of more volatile than ever coming out of this pandemic. The cost and availability of different feeds is unpredictable, you know, and there's um, shortages and the supply chain disruptions of things like fertilizer and the ability of us to raise the feed that we need for our cattle is, is definitely going to be different this year in this planting season that we're about that we're entered into already. I think it's important for a dairy producer to pay attention to um, their economic costs and they're raising too many heifers and getting rid of productive older cows to make room for those heifers, that's definitely something that they can examine on their farm as a way to um, become a more efficient farm. Sure. What do you think the ideal cow lifespan is? I think that there is not a correct answer for this question, and it will depend on your farm, your costs, your management, your general numbers, right? But if you think about an ideal scenario, they would be the one that you take cow out of your herd, not because she's sick, but because the generic improvement and the opportunity cost of replacing her with a new heifer would be higher than keeping her, right? In this case, she would still have a value for the market. So it should be sold by uh, for the beef market and we will have a, a return for that. Dr. Duvis, he developed a, a simple model of the economically um, 
optimal productive lifespan, illustrating this trade-offs between the herd replacement cost, the maturity of aging cows, uh, the genetic opportunity cost, and the calf value opportunity cost. And combining all these factors, uh, what he suggests is that an average productive lifespan is approximately uh, five years. Oh, it means four to five lactations, right? But again, I think that it's gonna depend on several factors and some of them vary daily and are specifically re related to your farm or to your situation. Yeah, um, in that model, there's obviously a lot of assumptions as there are in many models, but I think that looking at our, our herds and you know maybe a goal is to have a certain amount of your herd in their fourth or fifth lactation is not a bad idea. You know, on the on the farms that Victor and I are on, you know, we've seen or I have seen 40% first lactation animals or even as high as 50% first lactation animals um, making up the herds of the farms that are here in Michigan. So I think that trying to have a goal of having a certain percentage of your farm having um, fourth and fifth lactation animals can be a useful goal. How does the culling rate impact cow longevity on a dairy farm? Your cull rate shows uh, the percentage of their herd that's replaced annually. So if you have a greater cooling rates, you will have your animals replaced early, which reduce the lifespan, right? Uh, the data from the dairy records management system from 2018 shows a net annual cool rate for nine states that's around uh, 38%. In average, the lifespan of the cow would be around 32%, right? Not even, that's equivalent to fewer than uh, three lactations. And cows, we know that cows can live up to 20 years. And then we know that they are not going to be productive for 20 years, right? But if you pick up example from the beef, um, they have a um, cooling rate around 10 to 20%, what's going to lead to the productive life of five to 10 years. So we have a room to improve this uh, and the, the dairy herds, right? We need to be aware of the risks of cooling cows, and this risk, it varies a lot by the stage of lactation, uh, the parity, and among other factors, animal housing. Uh, so if the cow is housed in a free stall, if the cow is housed in a um, dry lot, the, the type traits, right? The, some, for example, for automatic milk systems, the user uh, traits, they are very important because cows cannot fit to the, the robots, right? Um, the availability of the replacement animals also affects uh, the crow risk and the productive lifespan. Um, we know that if you have more animals available, the tendency is to call a cow to open the room for a new heifer. In 2015, uh, the most reported reason for calling cows here in the United States was injury, reproduction failure, mastites, and death. Those are the main reasons, but we know that sometimes it's not accurate, right? If you go to the farm and ask for, uh, for the manager or for the farmer, he would say that there are several reasons why he called the cow. So I don't think it's a one reason. And when we have this, this uh, the GHI data, it only allows you to put one reason. So I think it's more like a sum of reasons. Uh, it's a combination. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, maybe she has had mastitis multiple times, but you also were having trouble getting her pregnant. So mm -hmm you have to pick one of those reasons to put down as to why she's leaving the herd in, in, in PC DART. But, mm -hmm. you know, it does give us an idea as to some of the challenges that our, our U.S. dairy herds are facing. 
when it comes to culling, you know, each herd is, um, is going to be very individual with their reasons for culling and their particular challenges. But mm-hmm. I think that if extending your cow longevity is a goal that you have, looking at the reasons for calling on your herd is a way to identify some of the bottlenecks that you might have to cow longevity. So if on your farm, the number one reason that you're saying cows are leaving the herd is because of lameness, then, you know, you can try and work with your hoof trimmer to see why you have so many lame cows or what the particular reason is why they're lame, whether it's warts or ulcers or, or whatnot, just kind of um, a way to help you identify um, some bottlenecks if extending your cow longevity is is a goal. That's true. It's going to vary between herds. And if you can identify the reasons, you can try to improve. Absolutely. What do you think the advantages of having um, a younger herd that's safe, having a herd that's made up of 40% first lactation animals? Well, for sure, you have less uh, health issues, uh, right? Um, you, a young herd will have um, lower somatic cell counts and maybe better reproductive efficiency. It's easier to get the heifers pregnant, right? Uh, a young herd will capitalize on genetic progress, but you have a fewer efficient and have higher replacement costs. So that's the, down, the downsize. Uh, also, if you have an older herd, you're going to have greater milk production, uh, more efficient cows, right? Because they don't have the requirements for growth anymore. So they are more efficient converting what she's eating in milk, right? And also you're going to have lower replacement costs because you don't need to raise that as many heifers. And you can also have a lower environmental footprint of milk production because fewer heifers need to be raised. Yeah. There are advantages, I guess, to both, you know, when you have an older herd or your cows are in that three plus lactation, a good portion of your cows are in that three plus lactation. Uh, you definitely have to be on top mm-hmm. of some of your, your management game um, as far as making sure that those cows stay healthy so they can stay in the herd. Um, one thing that I've seen published over and over again is that the ideal herd makeup is about 30% first lactation animals, 30% mm-hmm. second lactation animals, and 40% third plus lactation animals. Um, so I think that could be a good goal for a farm who is looking to reduce the amount of first lactation animals in their herd and hoping to extend their cow longevity. Yeah, that's true. Victor, what kind of advice would you have for farms that want to extend the productive lifespan of a cow? Well, first, understand why you're calling your cows, right? Why your cows are leaving your herd too early. Definitely, you need to have uh, productive, healthy cows. And we can do this by breeding for health traits. We have some different uh, traits uh, that you can breed, like longevity trait, having good management and facilities that will reduce the risk of involuntary cooling and increase the lifespan of the cows are main points that you need to work on. And if the reason why your herd has high cooling rates is that you are cooling to make space for heifers, so you can work with some strategies to increase the productive lifespan that will include um, calling uh, animal with lowest uh, genetic merit. Now we know that we have some genetic uh, testings that are becoming more accessible and you can do early on in the life of this calf. So it's an opportunity. Another option that's becoming more common and 
highly used in the US farms is uh, beef semen. When you can breed your part of your herd with beef semen and then sell this crossbred uh, calves. We know that crossbred calves, uh, they may capture higher sales price with the bonus compared to uh, um, a dairy calf. The, the number of the dairy heifers can be reduced also by extending lactation uh, through a longer voluntary waiting period uh, for the first insemination. And extended lactations can reduce this number of calves born in a year, but it also can be risky for your cow because you're going to keep this cow longer. And if you cannot control the, uh, the bark condition, for example, and uh, you're going to have higher risk of cooling this animal around calving because of um, you know transition period issues. One thing that we need to keep in mind is if we're going to call heifers, we need to do as early as possible. And another thing that you need to be aware is that you need to be on top of your numbers. So if you can use your herd management softwares to know as exactly how many animals you need to raise or what are your needs. So you're not going to take the risk of don't have enough animals or even though it's still raising more than you need. So those are, are strategies that you can use um, to actually extend the productive lifespan of your cows. It's going to depend again the, why the reason of you have a shorter life longevity or uh, lifespan. Yeah, I think a, a good point you made is that heifers are so expensive to raise right now. And if you're raising too many, the earlier you call them, the kind of the more money you save. So if you're looking at calling animals as calves, something that I always recommend is ways to call calves is to look for health events. You know, um, we know that calves that get pneumonia or pneumonia multiple times are just not going to go grow as well as their herd mates. Um, and you can also use breeding records as far as looking at their, their parent genetics and uh, their potential um, that way to identify calves that you might want to call out of your herd. That's that's true. The health events, they help a lot. We know that the, they will perform worse than the the healthy calves. So it's an opportunity to call them early. To be clear about it is, you know, Victor and I are definitely discussing ways to improve cow longevity on, on dairy farms, but we're not suggesting that keep a 10-year-old cow that takes uh, seven tries to get pregnant every year. You know, we, we... That's not the point, yeah. Yeah, cows need to be productive members of the herd, but there are ways to keep older cows that are both economic and are a productive member of a herd. And this is a point because what we're seeing now is that cows are being called not because they need to be, because just to open up space. So you're calling a cow that's still productive for your herd and could be more efficient, not because she's sick or she have any problem. So herd inventory management is definitely key in cow longevity, I think. Yes, for sure. I think that's all the time we have today. So thank you, Victor, for joining us for the MSU Extension virtual coffee break. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Marianne and Victor, for the information today. I'm sure many producers could benefit from your discussion today as maintaining a healthy, efficient, and productive animal can significantly improve the profitability of your farm. Also, focusing on inventories can help provide additional reduction in operation costs, which could also be very beneficial. This season is not yet over, so join us next week for a new episode of the podcast, new information, and another great discussion awaits. I hope you'll join us then. Thank you.